everyone and welcome to Bear All, the brand new dating and sex podcast by open-minded dating app Bear. I'm Sophie, the host, and each week I'll be joined by a fab guest who'll be coming on and talking about all things sex and dating related. Grab a glass of wine, sit down and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Bear All. This week we're chatting about OnlyFans with Florence Bark, who I'm sure most of you have heard of. She's a content creator, sex educator, podcast host, co-founder and creative director of Come Curious. That was one of the longest introductions we had so far. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for <laughs> I'm sorry on. to make you read out such a long <laughs> line of things. No, I mean, it's just a compliment really to everything, everything <laughs> that you've achieve you are an OnlyFans creator as well which is why we're going to be talking about OnlyFans would you mind just expanding on that introduction about what you do day to day your experience with sex work and OnlyFans yeah so as you sort of said I do so many things too many things whenever I'm trying to describe what I do to people it's just like uh uh, I guess uh I I direct um I am a sex educator content creator I to be fair I don't usually tell people about the OnlyFans if um if I'm just talking to random people but yeah I do I do OnlyFans and that started in that started actually in COVID times and it wasn't something I was like totally new to because um, when I first moved to London, I used to camp for a year whilst I was sort of getting my feet in London. I lost my job at some point and I like, I was on the doll and I was like, ah, what do I do with my life? And being a cam girl really got me through those tough times. Like it put like, you know, it afforded me to pay my rent and like eat and and all of those things without having to like go back to Brighton and move home. Doing OnlyFans at the start of COVID was, you know, it was quite an easy decision. I can't really do my directing stuff on the side. So how am I going to make some extra money so that we can keep working on Come Curious. And like, the thing is, is that Come Curious is my main passion. It's like a sex education platform that me and my friend Reed created about six and a half years ago now, which was, we started on YouTube, basically making videos of ourselves discussing different sex topics, just to sort of open up the conversation. We used to chat about sex all the time. I moved in with her and we were sitting on the sofas every single evening, talking about sex and we talk about things like discharge nipple hairs random things that you never spoke to Mm. your friends about when you were younger and we were like hmm I feel so much more confident about myself and my sex life after having these conversations so we suddenly like randomly one day was like maybe we should film this and like put it out there so that other people can kind of benefit in the way that we had from these conversations. And that's kind of where Come Curious came from. Now, today, it's sort of a bigger platform. We're still on YouTube. We launched Fucks Given, the podcast, just over two years ago, which we're coming back with very, very soon, which is really exciting. And we also have like more creators involved now. So we have six, Ben and Drew, part of like the Curious Creators team. So we've got a lot more like voices and experiences coming out of Come Curious. So it's a, at a really, really exciting stage. But you know what? Like it's hard to support that kind of business, especially when all algorithms on social media platforms mm. are against you. Um, and it has been such a, oh. right? Ah. <laughs> it's so difficult. And so, yeah, that's why 
basically why OnlyFans became a thing because I was like, you know, how can I support myself doing what I love, which is educating people about sex and just having those conversations in general. And OnlyFans seemed like a really natural thing for me to do because one, it wasn't going to affect my career in a negative way. It's quite easy to tell people from everything that I do that I do that because we're very like pro-sex workers. We always have been. So yeah, it, it just felt like a really natural progression for me financially last yeah. year during COVID. And, you know, it's something that you could do from the privacy of your own home. And I guess I already had the platform as well to sort of share the news that I was posting nudes on the internet. <laughs> I think that it's a lot easier for me than someone starting out without a platform because we already talk about sex as obviously going to be people the shock factor won't necessarily be there because yeah obviously quite it's different to your other lines of work but it's all connected so yeah it goes together quite well yeah exactly and also the fans of there's a lot of fans have come curious that are like you know I wouldn't mind seeing them naked and so it translates there quite well as well (laughs) perfect I mean I have so many questions but I'm gonna hold my tongue just for a couple of minutes so we can do the sex position game. Ooh. So if you open up the email that's marked, do not open. <laughs> do not open, which I did not open. Very I could have good. so easily opened that earlier. I'd be like, oh, what, yeah. what is this? That's very good self-control. And we'll just, well, I've opened it up. Can you see it? Yes. So, wow. Okay. So to everyone listening, it seems I'm guessing from the outlines of wow. uh, the two people. Yeah. I think it's a, a man and a woman, I think. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, um, it's like, I've never seen this before in my I've whole life. And why I do this for a living. <laughs> so it's like, it's kind of like back, a slightly back to front 69ing. Yeah. But then. But not. But with no actually, oral. No, actually, yeah, it's not 69 It's the, all, the man it? or the penetrator in is on doing a headstand they're doing a a headstand wait and the woman has her head leaning against a wall yeah so they're kind of on a slant i'm not sure the like the angle here but it's slanted they're not upright and he is whoever's doing the penetration is penetrating the person with from behind yeah so yeah (laughs) And we're supposed to guess what this is called. We need to try and guess what this is called. There's no, Mm. I've got zero right so far in in the podcast series. So, um, I mean, I'm definitely not going to get this right. I've never seen this position, nor I think would I ever try to replicate this. No, I don't know that many people who can do headstands. I guess, I guess in the the person being actually, my partner can do a headstand. Maybe try this out. I don't he, was, know. he was showing me at the gym. He was like, "Look, watch me do my headstand." So like, maybe this is this is why he showed me. It's like yeah. all coming into place now. Yeah, he just yeah, wants exactly. to do this crazy just, sex. Movie. Yeah, just you wait in a couple of nights. Um, I, I'll get back in touch with you. I'll fill you in on how <laughs> it went. Yeah, I want to <laughs> see if it actually works. I guess for the person being penetrated, I'm guessing they don't have to do much work here because they're just leaning. I just don't feel like this would actually feel very comfortable. No. Because the penis would be going the wrong way. Oh, yeah, because it's going to... Oh, I just realised it's kind of being bent backwards, isn't it? Yeah, it's being bent backwards. I mean, Ouch. that would either be very unpleasurable for the penis owner. Yeah, what could this be called, though? Yeah, Handstand. No Headrush. And also, how does a thrusting work? Because That's a good one. 
you'd have to like how do you go in and out well you'd have to go in and out by literally doing press-ups on the floor or would the person leaning against the wall kind of move their ass yeah, it's like bounce up and down. Yeah, that would probably be it. Easier. Um, but I mean, got... this is not an easy position. No. I wonder if any, I guess someone's must have, people must have done this for this to exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to call it. Usually Head something comes to me. Head doggy. Head rush doggy. Um, handstand, backwards, handstand thrusting. Handstand thrusting. <laughs> Can't the, handstand, the handstand thrust. The handstand thrust. That sounds like a dance move. Um, yeah. I might go with head to toe. Head to toe. Because yes. his head is looking at her feet. So if he's into feet, he's got quite a good view. Or, or yes. Whoever has Maybe that's. And also, the person facing the wall has their foot. Like, is definitely a foot fetish yeah. position for sure. Yeah. He's like just about to lick her heel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with head to toe. I feel, I wouldn't say I feel confident, but I, I think we're on to something with it being to do with yeah. feet now. I yeah. Think. What are you going to go with? <laughs> Yours is really good and it actually like sounds like it could legit it could, be Yeah, that. I'm quite proud of that. I'm yeah. Quite... I'm just thinking, now I'm just like thinking maybe I should copy you. You can copy <laughs> me. We can be a team. I don't mind. We could be a team. Or is it it's called... Like, an... What like... about like a... Something to do with the heel. I was gonna say like heel liquor or something. The heel, the heel liquor. Yeah, the heel liquor. The up upskirting. Oh, that's true because the person doing the penetrating would actually get a view not only of the feet but of yeah. every the crotch. The, no. I'm gonna call it the backwards bend, upside down bend. Down bend. Well, now I'm thinking is it. I was gonna say maybe bird's eye view, but that's from above if it's bird's eye yeah. view. Yeah. I'm gonna stick What's... with head to toe. You're sticking with what did you say? Backwards bend. Backwards bend. Cool. Okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I bet it's gonna be called something so random. But I think I think it we will, came up will. with some good Oh, okay. I'm not a fan of it. It's called Wait. It's called the hill. The hill. The hill. I oh, guess because it, I get it. I get yeah, it. Because they look they look like a they the look hill. like a hill. Yeah. I still think cards were better though. Yeah, actually if you forget that when people name sex physicians, sometimes it's because of what they look like not being people. That's true, rather than what they're actually doing to one another. Yeah, maybe we should have that in mind next time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, although to be fair, I feel like a hill that was more that was like a slope rather than just a hill. Because it, looks like a, it could be like a slide, a slippery like, yeah, slide. Or like a ski slope ski slope yeah. or like his leg is in a different position that makes it not look like a hill so maybe but. we need to write a uh, suggestion <laughs> to whatever yeah. website this is from <laughs> yeah it's like a leaning it could be like the leaning tower of pisa yeah that the leaning tower of penis that's quite a good that one sh- that should have been my answer yeah <laughs> that is a very good answer i would yeah uh, how does one become someone who gets to name sex positions? Because I kind of want that job. It sounds really fun. I guess you just need to write a book like Karma Sutra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just... I guess you need to make the position up and then you can name it. Yeah. But I wonder... Coin it. Do you think there's any sex positions left that haven't been discovered? I mean, it looks like someone 
created that quite randomly so I don't know I actually don't think they're probably I don't think there will be Kama Sutra books we probably would be like I I don't know what else we can add to this yeah yeah the Kama Sutra is just well it's quite amazing really (laughs) actually never I've actually never looked at it I should I've like flicked through it in a random sex shop when I was younger oh what's this but yeah Reed had these playing cards that had positions on it we were doing a YouTube video and she got out she was like look this is how we're gonna describe all these sex positions she got out this like deck of cards that just had different sex positions on every single one and then we just um we did a funny video where we kind of tried to reenact the positions but clothed that's so cool it's it's quite it's quite it was quite that sounds like a good like party game or like you can make that into a drinking game or something as well maybe for like a hen party or something yeah that'd be so good not that I'm getting married anytime soon but (laughs) if I do that is going to be what my hen party is going to be about decided amazing so back to the interview or the discussion (laughs) Um, the interview sounded so formal then it's so formal (laughs) yeah our chat our chat so you explained sort of how you got into OnlyFans during the pandemic do you think it's something that you're going to like continue doing as we come out of lockdown do you enjoy it just as a another project that you you've got going on yeah so I I don't think I ever sort of thought that I would be doing it for this long but it has been I mean it's been very financially beneficial to me I mean it's basically I just moved into my own place and I wouldn't have been able to do this without OnlyFans Mm. it's my main source of income and it's not even just about the money though and I feel like people won't really believe me when I say that but it's actually been really empowering and it has boosted my confidence tenfold when it comes to like how I see myself in a sexual way because I think like everyone struggles with their sexual confidence like no one feels like they're like the most sexy person in the bedroom but like when it comes down to it and when you're doing something like OnlyFans kind of puts you in that place where you're like you know what I am fucking sexy and I can own this space. And I think I've had like, I probably had like the best sex of my life this year. And I think, you know, that comes down to partner, but at the same time, also my own confidence and that has been massively boosted by OnlyFans. And I guess that has, you know, I think it's probably taking the photos, but it's also how like people react to the photos as well Mm. and like just having like that like little comments of affirmation the fact that people want to pay to see you it's like okay cool like I've got something going on yeah like I guess (laughs) on a bad confidence day you'd be like well so and so just paid to see me like this I must be (laughs) must be pretty pretty sexy if this many people are enjoying my body and enjoying the content uh, well the content that you're putting out lots of people do different things on OnlyFans and it's not what one creator does might be different to what someone else does mm. so how did it work so when you signed up how do you like actually do that first step I guess I had I like I set myself a few kind of boundaries when I started because at the like when I first started I was like okay I'm putting these images out there as me not even like a fake pseudoname yeah I set boundaries and how did I set out? It's quite like a, I guess usually like I've always taken kind of like nudes and sexy selfies for like guys that I am like sexting with, seeing. So it's kind of like, okay, I have a bit of a backlog, uploading the photos that I already had. Um, 
onto OnlyFans. I actually weirdly started out on a different website that wasn't OnlyFans, but it wasn't very good. And OnlyFans was a massive game changer because I think just everyone knows it and everyone's Mm. using it really like customer safe as well. So when you are starting out, you need to think, okay, like what, what do I want to create for OnlyFans? What are my boundaries? What do I feel comfortable with? Like these photos could be, you know, seen by anyone because people, people do take your images and they put them in other places for free. I found like a bunch of my photos on Reddit before, but now I'm trying to play the game on reddit i'm like i've got my friend drew is actually like really good at reddit and he's like trying to promo my only fans through reddit so i'm like okay well if someone's gonna post free pictures of me i'm gonna be in charge of that and then hopefully from that people will go to my actual only fans so like when i started i i was like you know i'm not i'm not doing explicit stuff i'm not doing pornography i'm gonna use it as a place where i can kind of yeah, it's more of like a tease and more of an, like a window into my private life for my fans or the fans that want to see me in a, like a more sexual way. It's almost like they are the guy that I'm seeing, the, the mm. guy that I'm sending the nudes to. It's more like that rather than a sort of showcase of pornography. Okay, yeah. As far as I'm aware, some creators put like videos on OnlyFans. So do yeah. you just do images or do you do videos as well? I do both. And I've definitely pushed my boundaries, like the longer that I've done it, like the more comfortable I get on the platform, the more I'm kind of willing to put out there. So at the beginning, it was mainly photos. And then I started my erotic ASMR series. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I, I do those videos, which could be anything for me, just like talking about my fantasies to jerk off instruction videos. So it's like, telling someone how to wank basically and they fucking love that and then I also you know I put up videos of me me just like touching my boobs and like having a shower kind of like all the kind of like behind the scenes stuff without getting too explicit Mm -hmm. like I've said to myself that I'm never gonna put like a pussy or ass shot up like bum hole obviously there's loads of bum bits but like no (laughs) bum holes (laughs) (laughs) yeah so how as a complete OnlyFans novice so is it with your subscribers do they pay per picture or is it paying for like a subscription and they get a certain amount of access to the content you're putting out do you do individualized content if someone's paid Mm. a bit more So yeah, so it's a subscription. So people pay like a monthly fee or they could pay for one month or whatever. I constantly put content, new content up. So I put content up at least three times a week. And if they subscribe, they get the whole backlog of everything that I've Mm. ever put on OnlyFans. So, you know, they get a lot of like, they get a lot for their money. (laughs) They really get a lot for their money. Um, And then obviously the appeal of staying subscribed is that there's going to be fresh new content coming out every single week. But you can also do paid per view content. So if I wanted to, people do message me quite a lot asking for custom stuff. I haven't really been that on the custom stuff because it takes like, it's just a lot more time. And when you're trying to juggle like work and 
everything it's like do I have time to like just sit here and make customs for people I have done in the past I kind of just do it when I feel like it and people pay like a little bit extra for it how did you decide what your rates were going to be or did only fans give a suggestion or did you have like Mm. friends to advise you I'm sure for some people it's they just wouldn't know not when I say what they're worth I mean that in terms of you know what for the content they're making what's a reasonable price like yeah how did you figure out what what was going to be an appropriate price for yourself? I think I I was really lucky because Reed kind of started out on the whole OnlyFans vibe. Well, actually, she started on the other site we were using before. So we both set our price on that website. But she kind of knew because she's been she's been like camming for like a long time. And she had a lot of friends in the space. And you can also see other people's profiles and like how much they charge. So you can kind of like base it off that. Yeah. And I think obviously the bigger profile people have, the more they charge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously, depending on what content they put up as well, the more they they can charge. I based it on that. And yeah, it is a weird one, though. You see a huge variety of different amounts that people charge on there from like people as low as three quid a month. I've seen people charging 50 quid a month. Mm. That was like proper porn. I think that was um, the cock destroyer, Rebecca Moore. But she's obviously got like all her pornography is on her OnlyFans. So obviously she would charge like a huge amount for people to see it. But yeah, I I feel like I was like going to say how much I charge on it. And I was like, is this a weird thing to say? But I've I've changed my amount like a few times. Yeah, Like it's gone. I put it up to, I think the highest I put it up to was $13.99, but it's in dollars. And it doesn't sound like very much to be fair. I think like it's a a bargain. Yeah, I was going to say I was... I would ex- I would expect a lot more but like I said I'm mm. I, I wouldn't know what the the range is but you want yeah. yeah I guess you want people to pay for it so you need it to be kind of accessible as well yeah because I guess it's also obviously it's it is very different to um porn and, and other things but you know there's so much free porn and just free images that people can find on the internet and whilst it is much more ethical and better to go through a platform such as OnlyFans and pay for it, I guess it's doing so in a way it's, you know, you want to encourage people to pay for these stuff and support sex workers rather than going to Pornhub or, or whatever it might be. In my head, I would assume it'd be a lot more, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, maybe I could charge more, but it, it seems to work out quite well now because, yeah. like, you know, you have... Because it's a, I guess because it's in dollars, it's slightly different. But I sort of think, I think about it as like every, every ten people that subscribe, I get a hundred pounds. So mm. that's you know, I think I have I have over four hundred subscribers now. So it all adds up. I guess you just you'll get more subscribers if you have a lower price so people yeah. kind of weigh up and I also saw this porn actress that I interviewed once when I was working at Vice actually and she had her stuff up for five dollars a month and I was like wow she's putting like proper porn content up there mm-hmm. for five dollars a month so I was like I guess it was like looking at things yeah, like that and then seeing okay like I've got a bit of a platform I've got a name for myself like I'm going to charge her this much yeah no that makes sense and in terms of like growth so obviously mm. when you started it you had followings across your social medias anyway from your work with come curious and things like that yeah yeah how do you promote how do you then continue to see subscriber growth over time I guess all like every day there's new people looking at the platform but yeah how 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 can you drive growth on 
with subscribers on OnlyFans? The most successful way that I've done that is through our YouTube channel. When we mm. we've made like so, like the first video that we made about us having OnlyFans, we got like a huge influx. I think like over a hundred new subscribers came over to our OnlyFans, mm. and then since then, like every time we mention OnlyFans on YouTube, we we get like a little bit more, but not. Mm. I think once the people that view the YouTube see it, then they've seen it and they like you know they don't need to hear it again yeah so it's kind of a tricky one like I use Twitter to promote it but I don't think I get I don't think I see much growth from Twitter the Reddit thing can be really really helpful for people and every so often I shout about it on my Instagram but I kind of tend not to because I don't see that much growth from Mm. that either the main way that people get growth on their OnlyFans is doing like shout outs with other creators, which um, me and Reed kind of do every so often. We shout each other out. I need to get more into that, to be honest, because I think that's where the real growth is, because mm. you're then you're selling directly to people that actually use OnlyFans. Interesting. And do you think it's been more that people fr- who follow Come Curious or follow your social medias have then gone to OnlyFans? Do you think it's reversed as well like some people from only fans have then found you and come curious in your other work yeah or do you think it's more one way than the other I think it's definitely more from come curious to the only fans but I definitely I've definitely seen a growth on Instagram I think from having only fans yeah. like there's annoyingly been more male followers on my on my Instagram and I get a lot more like ridiculous like comments under my photos and dms and yeah and all of that which is fine I guess like it's just they they want like I guess they want more from the content they just follow you on every single platform but I think yeah I think it probably can grow your following in other places but it really depends because I think most of the people that follow me on OnlyFans come directly from come curious yeah that makes sense and in terms of your uh, subscribers on OnlyFans is it mm. mostly men or do some women follow you as well I've actually seen like a couple of women following me now I was talking to someone in my so I reply to every every person that messages me on my OnlyFans because I feel like it's part of like the experience of being a subscriber there um, and I was chatting yeah chatting to this girl that had followed me there it was it was nice I was like oh wow like a girl's actually following me but I felt also kind of like embarrassed I was like mm. do I want do I want a fellow woman to see me like this but yeah why not <laughs> that's really do you think just in terms of is that like a fear of judgment or just yeah I think yeah. it is definitely yeah. a fear of judgment okay. definitely and then also like a motive because I'm like why because you don't I mean I don't know it definitely seems just like so many more like males following it that it's just kind of surprising when especially as I don't sort of I don't put any kind of like buy content out there and I never really talk about buy experiences on there so it's 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 definitely more directed to men so that's why it kind of shocks me when a female follows me but I love it. it it's really nice to have a woman subscribing but almost like there's like this weird thing where it's feels way better taking men's money and like yeah. if, a, if a if a woman subscribes you're like oh babe, like you don't have to pay for this yeah 
And then, and then it's like, give me all your cash now. Give like, me all your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And you mentioned that earlier that you saw it sort of had a, a really positive impact on your self-esteem and your body image and, and that you mm. think potentially has contributed to a better sex life. Yeah. Were you in a relationship once you started that? when she started OnlyFans or did the relationship start afterwards and either way has it impacted your relationship how has your partner reacted to it I was fully fully single when I started actually no I was I was seeing someone or maybe I just finished seeing them I can't remember yeah I just finished seeing them I don't know it was like in a weird phase where I was single at the beginning of the year and I was like a few people on the cards yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I'm so open about what I do anyway, it never really, it never seemed like shocking to anyone, I don't think. Actually, mm-hmm. that's a lie. So when I started talking to the first person, when I started talking to my partner who I'm still seeing now, we were we were chatting over Instagram or something. And it was when at the beginning of COVID, I just started camming a bit again. Cause like before I started the OnlyFans stuff, I was like, hmm, how can I make some extra cash? And I knew about coming. I'd done it before. So I was like, you know, let's see, let's see what this is about. And I remember chatting to him and he was like, we were just trying to schedule in our first date. And he was like, oh, I'm free now if you are. And I was like, oh, actually I'm in the middle of like a camming session. So I can't do this evening. Let's do tomorrow. And he was just like, he was like, oh my God, like, I had no idea that you like did stuff like that. That's really cool. And then he... I don't know if he was being serious, but he said that he would like come and watch me. But it was too late by the time that he said that. But I'm kind of glad that he didn't because I yeah. think that it would have made him see me in like a different way just for the first day yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think, I guess it'd be quite nice to just like, I'm saying when I say like meet in a normal way, there's no, really yeah. normal, there's not really a normal, but I guess that's, feels slightly more like standard first date than knowing yeah and I guess especially I was actually yeah I was actually interested in him and I didn't want him it'd be a weirder exchange because then he'd be like paying for me yeah straight away like paying to see me it's like uh do yeah. I want you to see me like that like I want actually I want to have a, a proper date with you yeah um but he's always been super super supportive of the OnlyFans stuff and he's actually just like he thinks it's really cool he's just like wow you're like such a hustler like you just get shit done you get the money like you just do do your thing yeah um and yeah he's like he said like a couple of times when I've been talking about all the OnlyFans stuff he's just like oh, I'm really like really proud to know you <laughs> uh, that's so it's nice really I feel like that's as it should be because I mean I mean there's so much stigma about sex work in general which oh, you can go into yeah. a bit later but I think a lot of people assume that and potentially rightly so that that men will look down and women will, won't see them as girlfriend or partner material if they do that I mean it's horrible but it's like refreshing to hear yeah. hear that even though that shouldn't be an abnormality because it's your right. work you work hard and your partner whoever that should should be proud of that so it shouldn't be like we have to like really like commend a man for to doing yeah. that but we kind of do because you know yeah. so many men and, and women as or any gender really um might stigmatize it or look down on it I think yeah. it mainly comes down to insecurity with people when it comes like the whole taboo around there because they're either jealous or I think it actually comes from, in, from insecurity and yeah. jealousy 
but then obviously there's a lot of people that just are really negative towards sex yeah. workers and don't really see sex workers as real people which is fucked up disgusting yeah yeah i think the thing that really not changed my mind but really like cemented why there's absolutely nothing wrong with OnlyFans and things like that actually OnlyFans wouldn't have been around when I was younger and like obviously I'd been fed lots of messages about sex work and feminism and and things like this and and then I remember I can't remember I think I saw this post on Instagram or something that said like and there's loads of memes around like men asking women for nudes and expecting them to send it and then they find out that they have an OnlyFans and then the men get really and it just like cemented in my brain that like what is the difference like we don't look down on women for sending well I mean some people do but generally you know it's almost expected in some ways that right in a relationship where you're seeing someone your sex and your exchange images but then suddenly attach like a, a, a price tag to that and it's vile um so I think that that comparison just a couple of years ago was like cemented into me like what what is my problem with this and then I just realized it was because I've been fed mm-hmm. you know societal things yeah yeah it must, I guess within maybe your line of work and friends and every, everyone's really understanding of it but I guess or maybe not well no <laughs> no I think yeah I think there's like definitely a benefit of being I'm definitely in like a huge bubble when mm-hmm. it comes to everything that I do and I kind of just you know I find it really normal talking about these things and you forget when you meet other people that it's not necessarily like what they're going to be comfortable with talking about um my I mean my my dad obviously really doesn't feel a good way about it (laughs) it was like a funny conversation because he sees what I post on come curious and like my personal thing every so often so he one day was just like so what is this uh this fans thing (laughs) (laughs) and I was like well you know like you know what it is because you've obviously figured something out Mm -hmm. he was just like oh you know I don't really think that like what what happens if these images come back to bite you in the future and like all of these things I think you need to be a little bit more careful blah 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 but like when I told him how much money I earn a month he was just like oh oh, okay then (laughs) it's like well if it's supporting you through COVID then I don't know I think he knew that he couldn't say anything that was going to change my mind so yeah I guess maybe from a protective perspective yeah that you know to be fair yeah I don't know if anyone's father would be like yeah you go you go to that girl (laughs) my mum just doesn't ask questions she's like oh Florence I just don't want to know yeah I feel like that's (laughs) probably a lot of parents attitude just towards their kids having just even having a sex life anyway they're (laughs) not interested yeah so while there's that that idea of protection I think the issue Mm. there is more that those pictures shouldn't be shared like that and that is the problem rather than the people creating content yeah I was gonna ask about general sex work in the UK to what extent do you think that it has been decriminalized and what do you think needs to be done to sort of protect sex workers more whether they're create content for online whether they are escorts or whatever it may be mm, what can what, be done or what has been done from what I know there haven't been that many changes recently in the laws the last sort of pieces of news that I've heard about it are politicians like every so often try and introduce the Nordic model into policies here which is a complete criminalization of sex work it will make it like a lot harder yeah I guess in Scandinavia and 
all of those countries and it's just really really negative about sex work yeah just it would really really mess it up I I went to like a couple of the protests about it and I interviewed so many people who are sex workers just about how much sex work has benefited them as a person Mm -hmm. and their career and their lives and they just have so much love for what they do all these um, politicians trying to put in these things so that you know they think it's gonna safeguard people against sex trafficking and stuff but what actually these policies do is push things deeper and darker underground which are gonna make unsafer and like more likely sex trafficking it was like that whole Sester Foster stuff that happened in America they got rid of all the pages on Craigslist and I think it was it called Backpage websites basically that sex workers were able to use to find work but they also enabled them to have kind of blacklists of people that they wouldn't go near again or like dangerous clients created more of a community for them but what Sester Foster did which was said as like an anti-sex trafficking thing it was supposed to like stop people trafficking people on these websites actually did the opposite of what it did and it because the police actually find sex traffickers through these websites as well Mm. but without these websites where are they supposed to find them now like they don't Mm. have any online evidence of this stuff happening and it is not gonna stop happening sex trafficking is never gonna stop happening like illegal activities are never gonna stop happening and sex work's never going to stop happening either so people are going to always do it even if it's dangerous even if it's made more dangerous because I mean sex work's like one of the oldest jobs of all time it's one of the like first exchanges of money there was I'm sure obviously there needs to be a decriminalization of sex work to make it even safer but at the moment there's I think it's illegal to advertise sex work Mm -hmm. It's illegal like for brothels to exist in the UK. So like if two sex workers were working out of the same home, that's illegal because it counts as a brothel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but at the moment, sex work is legal as long as it's sort of like an individual freelance practice. But yeah, you just can't advertise it and you can't have, yeah, I guess like madams and pimp, all of that side of things. There are charities that work with sex workers to support sex workers through hard times one that I know of is called Swarm and that they've been doing really really good work for people over Covid times and supporting sex workers in a way because obviously sex workers who did like in-person meetings their whole career and like strippers and stuff like everything was completely taken away from them and it would have left people navigating all these online platforms but thank god for things like OnlyFans and for yeah. like hamming and all these ways that sex workers can still continue working digitally it's amazing and I'm sure it's provided a lot of people whether they were already working in the sex industry or not provided an important stream of income but also like you said like it's had other positive benefits as well and I think that's something that we forget sex work can be very enjoyable for the person doing it whilst it's their job or maybe for some, and it would be terrible, but, but from my understanding and interviewing different people who work in the industry, they enjoy it and it's empowering and it's fun. And I think a lot of people forget that and they just think that they're having this terrible life and they're having to sell their body or whatever and yeah. forgetting that, that there's lots of positives from it. Going back to a more, a slightly lighter question that I was just, that just popped into my head. So when, so when you're taking a picture yeah. or video, what is the setup in terms of, lighting and posing like do you have any whether 
people listening are interested in OnlyFans or they just want to sort of yeah. up their own picture taking game, whether it's for themselves or for someone else. What are your sort of top top tips uh, for getting so, a good picture? Randomly, like the the content that does best on OnlyFans are the things that are the easiest to do. So like close-ups, like real big close-ups of your tits, like just squeezing your skin together, sensory photos that involve touch or videos that involve touch are really loved by people because I guess they can kind of imagine themselves there as well. But I've done like a huge range of different things. So like the ASMR stuff, I kind of set up a little bit more formally, like record it on like a different camera, but mainly phone cameras are absolutely fine. Good lighting is good, but also, sometimes I just like take nudes in like nearly dark in bed when you're just about to go to sleep and you're like, mm, just like lift up your top a bit. And like, <laughs> <laughs> they kind of like as much body as possible. But then you can also just be like super suggestive. Mm. I think the thing with OnlyFans is that you have to find your niche. It's the whole like girl next door vibe. What OnlyFans does is just it gives you an insight into someone's more personal photos. So I think the more personal they seem, the better. I did a video recently that is probably like done the best that I've ever done on OnlyFans, which was I just balanced the camera like just facing my shower so you could see me getting into the shower. So it was facing the shower head. First of all, you could kind of see my reflection in the mirror next to the shower and I wasn't even in frame. And they loved that. They were like, wow, they're just like spying on someone in the shower. And then like other parts of the video, I like looked down the camera and soaped up my boobs and you could literally create anything. I feel like there's no one piece of advice that I can give people just apart from try everything out and see what works for the people that follow you. Light, bright photos always are great because people love to see. Yeah, it makes so much sense actually when you're saying it's the personal aspect that really helps because yeah I think whenever the rise of all the blogs sort of, sort of 2013 and vloggers and a lot of people were like why would you just watch someone's every day but it was that sort of insight into someone's yeah. life that you don't get from a tv show or whatever so I guess this compared to maybe porn or other things it's like much more personal and almost relatable rather than a highly edited or porn shoot or or erotic film or or whatever which the average person might not be able to relate to or it's not personal yeah Um, I guess it's kind of like the girlfriend effect where it feels like you are more than just a friend like because you know when you watch vlogs you're like oh yeah it's my you know it feels like you're watching yeah. a mate you feel like you know so someone's someone, someone's life and you feel yeah it's kind of like almost like a friend yeah yeah so yeah. I think it probably gives the same kind of illusion of like the girlfriend thing yeah. like oh my girlfriend who sends me all these sexy pictures yeah oh that's so interesting and um final question before we do our true and false game what is mm. the best and worst thing about being an OnlyFans creator I feel like the best is definitely (laughs) I I was just like the best is definitely like the confidence and the empowering thing nah it's the money (laughs) (laughs) fair enough like the fact that OnlyFans has supported me through this whole pandemic and I now live in my own like one bedroom flat in like a great location and I never thought that I was going to be able to afford that anytime soon that's like mm-hmm. fucking amazing that and I that yeah and I I love that, that you've said that because I think a lot of the time we shy away from the importance of money and because we don't yeah. want to talk about it and it might seem like 
like you're obsessed with it or whatever when at the end of the day you like to yeah like to get a flat or to do different things you need a step you need a good income and there should be no shame in liking something because it gives you money because that's the reason most of us go to work every day exactly exactly like financial security is the most important thing it just gives you so much freedom yeah and it's really amazing that this platform has given loads more people that opportunity that's amazing and the worst thing if there is a worst thing or least favorite unconsensual dick pics Mm. (laughs) just like yeah a lot of people sending them in the dms and like i i'm quite open i'm just like hey it'd be really nice if you asked before you send Mm. that but you know most of the time they just don't listen they keep Mm. sending them you're like cool Mm. Uh, I mean, I is that really on? See your dick. Is that mainly on OnlyFans, or is that also on every other social media platform? Mainly on OnlyFans. Mm. I mean, it's, it definitely happens on other platforms, but at least on, as you know, it blows it out on everything. You kind of expect it on OnlyFans. Mm. Definitely happens on all platforms. We've always gotten a lot of abuse in our comments on YouTube and stuff from people that don't agree with people talking about sex, let alone doing sex work so that kind of is water off my back Mm. like those sort of comments but obviously they're not very nice but I guess it depends how like used to it you are so someone might not be used to like having people say negative things about what they do I am which is kind of sad it is is quite sad (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah so I think the dick pics are probably the most negative thing and sometimes you're like I can't even bother to make content this week yeah or if you're feeling like in a really shit mood or like whatever you're like oh, I don't really want to have to like do nudes and stuff for like some strangers on the internet but you know <laughs> so yeah thanks for all those answers I feel like I've learned so much so we've got a quick true or false round so I've got three mm. statements about um sex work and only fans and I think there's one about sex education as well so you just let me know if you think it's true or false the first one is the hashtag sex education has over 5 million posts on Instagram. 5 million posts on Instagram? Well, it is a Netflix show. So, that's true. Um, I feel like that's, a, that's an odd one just because I'm thinking like, oh, Instagram's algorithm would hate that. But I feel like maybe it's true. It is false. It's actually only, well, not only, it's 3 million, 3 which million. potentially is due to the algorithm or people being afraid to... Yeah, use the oh, I was being really optimistic there, wasn't I? The Instagram hates yeah. to do sex. <laughs> I'm like, loads of people are talking about sex education. Yeah, no, I was, being, I was being highly optimistic. <laughs> but okay, next one. As of November 2020, OnlyFans.com has an estimate of 201 million monthly visitors. I feel like that's true. That is true. Yeah, that is a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of people. Yeah, they have really boomed. I was going to say, I feel like they've massively taken off in the last year. Because they're, year and they're a bit. also like, they're pushing a lot more like non sexual related accounts. When you have an account, you see so many things like fitness kind of instructors putting all their videos up there. Really? cooking shows. Wow. Like, there's so many things on it on OnlyFans now. It's not just sex work. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think I've only maybe about I don't know how long it's been going for but I only became aware of it maybe 18 months ago or something thirdly the top one percent of only fans accounts make 33 percent of the money hmm I know that top one percent is a lot more accounts than you would think hmm. they make 33 percent of the money yeah 
Is that like a high percentage or a low percentage for like that? I'm just, I'm just sorry. I'm just reading the statement now. I'm thinking, does that mean 33% of all the money that's earned on OnlyFans? Yeah, I think that's what. I think yeah, that's but okay, that, I'm just checking. I um, I interpreted that right. That's high I'm, considering it's only 1%. I'd say that was true. It is true. Yeah, well done. Two out of three, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that sounded really <laughs> condescending. Um, <laughs> that is, that is a good score. But yeah, that is, yeah. So I'm just, that statistic is quite surprising. Well, not surprising, but... There are a lot of accounts that reach that 1% marker. Like my account at the moment is on top 2.2%. Oh, wow. And I don't even have like half as many people following me than loads of other people do. So there are a lot of accounts in like that top 1%. Wow. It's incredible, really. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting about OnlyFans. Do you mind just sharing your well where people can find you on OnlyFans and also your other platforms and the Come Curious channel and everything like that? Mm. So yeah, my OnlyFans is at Florence Curious, and that's the same as my Twitter handle. And my Instagram is at Florence Bark, B-A-R-K. And Come Curious is at Come Curious, which is C-O-M-E, not C-U-M, C-O-M-E. <laughs> curious um and then we're come curious on youtube as well and we are relaunching fucks given the podcast on the 27th of may so so soon i think that's in like two weeks or something yeah 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 just in time for the bank's holiday exactly fucks given will be back in your ear holes really really soon so excited about definitely go check out the podcast it's going to be such a laugh well yeah that's yeah thank you for sharing that and thank you so much for coming on